0: Hello, checking.
1: Check mic, check
0: check the microphone, yeah. Am I done with my check?
1: Yes. Okay. You passed. Thanks. Yeah. Hello. Pantalonius mm. pupicus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Um, Potter Puppet Pals. Whoa, Potter Puppet Pals.
1: Wow. That's a that's a good mic check. That is right a there. Good. Potter puppet pals. Yes. Potter Puppet Pals. Pou-
0: Potter Puppet Pals.
1: Um, <laughs> what episode are we on here, Jim? We're on episode 40. <gasps> lordy, lordy, nerd novices 40. Aww, we're we're also over a, the hill. We're also a year old.
0: We are. We just
1: renewed our website for another year. Yay. You guys are stuck with us forever. <laughs> or at least another 365 days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yes. Oh, uh, I should have gotten us 40 gifts. Dang. Aww. Like little mugs and stuff. <laughs> it's a over the hill.
1: Yeah, it's all it like death from eaters. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there should be a death eater over the hill. <laughs> birthday card, I think
0: that would be awesome. Yes, it would be. Uh, um. So, what's up with you, Jim? Well, what's your rage quotient?
1: Rage, rage quotient. You know, it it fluctuates. Mm. Fluctuates so. Heavily Mm -hmm. from moment to moment Mm. at times. Yeah. I'm a little bit, a little bit boiling this morning, but I'm coming back down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little ragey myself. Yeah. Angst. Wizard angst.
1: I hear you. I hear you.
0: Ragey. Annoyed with the weather. Mm -hmm. You remember when we first started this podcast and all we talked about was how freaking freezing it was Yeah. not all we talked about but we were complaining about it a lot
1: that was nothing compared I, to yeah. what we've had we
0: were having springtime then yeah now it's actually i walked out today and i was like it's straight up spring out here yeah. 35 <laughs> degrees <laughs> yes yeah i don't have to you know freeze every time i move an inch yeah. and i can't see my breath
1: woohoo mm-hmm. yeah i got out of the car last night <clears throat> and uh was walking into the house and it was like 20 degrees out. And I was like, man, it's so nice out. I don't even have to zip my coat I know
0: <laughs> I can wear my regular gloves and not two pairs of gloves. Yeah. Yay. Only one pair of pants today. Yeah. Actually, I'm wearing two pairs.
1: Two pairs of pants. Two pairs of pants. How does that work? They're like leggings. Long johns, yeah. leggings. Yeah. yeah. It helps. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. I'm sick of the winter. I want it to be Summer. Maybe not like the dead, the dead of summer. Like the, do they call it the dead of summer?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. I think the it's dead of winter. Dead of winter. It
0: refers to how like everything's dead, right? But also it's dead center, right?
1: So maybe they that's say true. dead of summer
0: because it's the dead center of summer.
1: Well, if they don't, then they should. They by should. God,
0: they will now. Yeah. Maybe I don't want it to be the dead of summer. Because that's really hot.
1: How about like the dead of April? I'd be down with that.
0: April's iffy, man. And I have a feeling that our winter cold, rainy precipitation is probably going to last all the way through April.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's not a good (sighs) scene. Cleveland. Yeah.
0: I love it and I hate it. Yep. Actually, I was just talking about that the other day um, at the at the bar, um somebody was just moved here from like Albuquerque or something. Oh boy. and she was talking about how Clevelanders love and hate their city and anyone who hates their city that's not a Clevelander gets completely annihilated by words because Clevelanders hate when other people make fun of their city. Right. But we have such a love hate relationship with it.
1: Yeah. It's true. Yep. True story. So anyway <clears throat> I think I think ultimately <laughs> The things, the legitimate things to dislike about Cleveland, also add to its charm.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what other city has as much charm as Cleveland? I don't really think there's any. Not many. Yeah, I
1: mean it's certainly unique. Yeah, that's for certain. Yes, yes. We should do a little meetup someday.
0: Yeah, you mean like a invite everyone? Yeah, to hang out. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, there's a
1: we have because we have enough of a. Cleveland listenership to where we'd get a couple people to show up. Dude. Dude.
0: We should totally do that. Yeah. Let's plan it.
1: All right, stay tuned, you yeah, guys. Yeah,
0: stay tuned. We'll yeah. have for our 40th birthday. Dang it. Why yeah. didn't we think of this when it was more timely? <laughs> uh, 40th 41st birthday. Yeah. Um, well, we let's do that. Okay. Soon. Yes, the winter blues will be beaten into submission
1: hmm indeed, they will be
0: okay, cool so Harry Potter.
1: Harry Potter, I do terrible british accents. that was actually I can't kinda do the like Scottish at all. one yeah,
0: That sounded like uh um, Scotland Oliver wood
1: yeah, um cannot do voices for the life of me,
0: actually, now that I think about it, I'm definitely the voice person
1: on this, block. oh, you are. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> I bring good. the vibrato, you bring the voices. <laughs> the vibrato! Yeah. Oh, Thanks for joining us this week! <laughs> I'm doing okay. Chewy, though.
0: Oh okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs>
1: needs It needs more low end. Not good my golem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <clears throat> Deprecious! Harry Potter! Oh, my God. What if? What if? What if what? Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings crossover. Yeah. How how does that work? Harry Potter,
0: the precious. Um, Okay. Okay. How does it work? Wizarding Um,
1: time travel.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Harry's on a quest for a a horcrux. The one ring is a horcrux. (gasps) Oh. Dead dead. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so he's trying to destroy it, but Frodo's trying to destroy it. <clears throat> they both don't trust each other. Mm-hmm. So Gollum leads them.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. That. Oh, Lord. Where's
0: the fan fiction? Yeah,
1: seriously, people.
0: Let's get this done. Yep. We can make millions.
1: Could you imagine the Dumbledore... Gandalf team up.
0: OMG. Oh my God. Dumbledore and Gandalf together. You
1: would have to bring Dumbledore back to life just so you could have that team up.
0: Oh my God. That would be the best. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. They would just like destroy everything. Yeah. They would completely, there would be no need for a story at all because they would just both Mm -hmm. fix
1: everything. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. I think we're onto something. We are this. onto something. We're like an idea Shoot, factory. Man. Nerd novice meetups. Yeah. Potter Potter Lotor crossovers. <laughs> what,
0: what would that be called? Harry Potter and the Lord of the Rings. Re- no, Harry Potter and the Search for Frodo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's not good. Um. Yeah. I want. Oh my god! I'm excited about the meetup thing.
1: Yeah. We'll hook that up. We'll hook it up. We'll hook we know up. some dive bars. We
0: know some dive bars.
1: Yeah. We got low friends in low places.
0: We, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's totally happened. Yeah. Totes happens. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk.
1: Speaking of totes and totes my goats. Yeah. Um, James Earl Jones. Oh yeah. Okay. Did you see Big Bang Theory last I, night? No,
0: I don't have TV, man.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: I don't think I don't see things in time. Okay. I see them. Sporadically.
1: So every everyone listening to this who has not yet seen the most recent, as we record this, the most recent episode of Big Bang Theory guest stars James Earl Jones. Oh my god! In a in a substantial role because a lot of times yeah those are just like little cameo. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's in the episode. Is he going to be back? Time. Do you think? Oh, I would hope so.
0: Yeah. Well, what does he do? Tell me. It's fantastic. (laughs) What does he do? Tell me.
1: He and Sheldon hang out. Oh, my God. Like, for real.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Does he, like, do impersonations of Darth Vader and stuff? Uh,
1: Put it this way. Sheldon and James Earl Jones do Lion King karaoke.
0: Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) So he does Mufasa? Yes. Yes! Uh, (laughs) Wait, what are they even singing?
1: Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) wait. So James Earl Jones is doing that, and then Sheldon's all like, "In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight." <gasps> Wait, that's so-, you- <laughs> so
0: awesome! My student was singing that last night. Yeah. actually. Oh my god, that's so awesome! Yeah,
1: it's epic. You guys have to see it. Also, Simba. James Earl Jones has some epic, epic, epic chest hair. Oh my! I'm that's sure he I'm does. Saying. Yeah,
0: I'm sure
1: he does. He he is basically Gandalf the White. <laughs>
0: Oh, right it's on white? his chest, yes, <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah, it's wow. do my goats. I like him in those commercials. <laughs> um, there's one. There's a few that are like dumb, not really that funny. But the one of the, I think the first one or one of the original couple was hilarious. Yeah. He is like, oh, they were talking about about the boy. I forget what they're saying, but he's they're basically like, he is just O M G totes my goats adorbs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god! So there's uh those those commercials have Malcolm McDowell in them as well. Yeah, and there's Star Wars connections there. Wait, really? Yes. I'm not nerdy enough to know um. That. I forget the relationship, but as I recall, Malcolm McDowell is um, Ewan McGregor's uncle, I want to say. Oh, he's in like the earlier one. Relative somehow. okay. Well, Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan in the prequels. Right. Yeah.
0: That's why I said he's in the earlier one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. So anyway... Um, All right, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Let's talk about the subject at hand here. Harry Potter.
1: Harry Potter.
0: And we're talking about the Order of the Phoenix and Half Blood Prince today. Yes. So five and six. Yep. Um. So five and six. <laughs> yeah. Let the fifth talk film in the series and, and the sixth uh, yeah. film in the Harry are Potter series. A total of eight films. Yes. Seven
1: books. Yes. Cornelius Fudge. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is the one where like um, the man starts to get in the way, the government. Right. Um, They're starting to interfere because they're starting to get influenced by Death Eaters and Voldemort. Mm-hmm. So they're infiltrating Hogwarts by... Hiring a Ministry of Magic teacher for the Defense Against the Dark Arts position, mm-hmm. um, and basically the the thing about the the Defense Against the Dark Arts that um, has been happening is that all every year it's a new teacher, right? So right. it's like totally cursed and whatever, man. And um, it's creepy, like the way she kind of uses a plot line of like government getting involved in like a really it's a realistic way like they would want that position because they want the they want the um wizarding community to not be like taking Voldemort as a true threat so they're totally like training them young it's creepy it's pretty creepy how she does this so uh so well it blends in very well to the world i don't know what i'm talking about it's early my face hurts
1: No, no, it's, I'm picking up what you're putting down, sister. Okay. I'm not really putting down much. (laughs) Well, that's all right. But uh, I I, I think Dolores Umbridge is my least, she's my least favorite character in the entire series. Just because she's so, there's nothing worse than someone who's just, Utterly diabolical with a smile on their
0: face. Yep. Because, like, it, at first glance, you just think she's, like, this prissy whatever woman. Right. And she's totally, totally evil. And that is, and she doesn't act like she doesn't put on a, a persona of being evil. So she's totally a fake, you know. So it's just, like, everything about her is wrong and and horrible and makes me cringe.
1: Yeah. Including
0: yeah. all of her cats and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Cats. Cats. I shouldn't. I shouldn't uh, shudder about cats because I. You're have, a cat person. I have plenty of cats. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wait. How many cats do you have?
1: I don't even know. <laughs> Did you rescue some are, them? some are indoor some are outdoor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you build little shelters for the outdoor ones? I
1: told you about the one my parents have that looks like it's from Pet Cemetery.
0: Oh my God! Creepy. No. Oh yeah.
1: That's called that cat is called Bubby. <laughs> And it lives outside in the garage. It has, like, a heat lamp yeah, and, like, a little apartment for it. <laughs> and then it comes out on the porch in the morning for uh, for, for food. food. And, of course, you know, it gets – because it's basically a homeless cat, it still eats, like, better than most regular cats. Yeah. It gets soft food every day and hard crunchies. Yeah. But the thing is kind of messed up. Like, it's a perfectly nice cat. But it looks like real scruffy. Yeah, and my sister and I secretly—like Crookshanks. Yeah, my sister and I secretly say like that cat is from Pet Cemetery. That's really creepy. But then they also have a uh, a, an indoor cat called Baby Dumpling. What?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Is it kind of like this one?
1: Oh, if only Crookshanks. Crookshanks looks a little bit like Grumpy Cat.
0: Yeah. Oh my god! It's like an orange,
1: like an orange Grumpy Cat totes yeah
0: oh my god um <clears throat> yeah i don't really like cats very much which is why Dolores Umbridge gets under my skin mm-hmm. um her her ending um d- okay the end of um where where the um oh my god why can't i think today i don't even know what i'm talking about right now i think i'm just gonna give up
1: well, can I tell you something I really like about this movie? Yes. Let's Phoenix. just talk about all the people who are in the Order of the Phoenix.
0: Okay. Yeah, totally. It's got a great cast.
1: Yeah. Because Gary Oldman is awesome, obviously. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's one of the great, great actors. But I really like um. I'm fascinated in in our society, our culture, and also fictional culture. Oh, with the concept of of uh, secret societies, mm-hmm. and I think the order the order the order of the Phoenix mm-hmm. is like the perfect example of of one. Um, Especially since so, they
0: have a disappearing house,
1: it's right? Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So you you have all these really neat magic tie ins with it, and mm-hmm. and what it does is it it really helps establish Dumbledore as this awesome. awesome badass yeah i was just going to say either world. a badass or awesome yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he's got this this team of of people who basically are willing to help him mm-hmm. in any way that they possibly can mm-hmm. and it it really helps illustrate that there's way 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 more to dumbledore than just being The head of a school.
0: Yeah. He's got some secrets buried underneath his wizarding robes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely the Order of the Phoenix. This book introduces a lot of really cool characters too um, because we see um, like Tonks –
1: Tonks, I love. Totally love mm, her. She's great. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, And uh,
0: let's see.
1: <laughs> that sounded really creepy. Yeah, okay, I think she's You cute. said
0: mmm in that sentence. I said
1: mmm a little bit too. Uh...
0: <laughs> you can't be un-creepy <laughs> can't be if you un-creepy. say mmm. <laughs> it's, it's solid. Okay, I'll own that. Concrete. I'll own it. Okay. Mmm,
1: Tonks. <laughs>
0: Her first name is Nymphadora. Let's just be real. Yeah. Um. She's totally awesome. Totes yeah. of jobs. Um. <laughs> and then there's Kingsley Shacklebolt, who's really awesome. He's the um. He's the one in the Order of the Phoenix who's also like secretly the assistant to the uh, um Ministry of Magic guy Cornel- Cornelius Fudge. Right. So he's like infiltrated into the government, but he's actually a spy. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And then we start seeing the real Mad Eye Moody in this book. Yeah. Yeah because in the other one he was mostly in a little dungeon the whole time. Yeah. Um and then um you see one other cool thing is you start to see Mrs. Weasley being awesome. Mm-hmm. Like she hasn't really, you know, she doesn't really have her shining badass moment until the last book, but um but she's not just a mom or, you know, a wife. She totally like has a history of being part of this secret order and mm-hmm you know she has fought battles before and yeah. has the memories of of all that so yeah um this is this a lot of stuff happens in this in this movie there's the the prophecies like when he finds all those prophecies mm-hmm. in the ministry of magic um the let's see um dumbledore's army is formed Right. At the students. Yep. At first it's just kind of them rebelling against the crappy teachers, but it turns into this actual like army almost. Right. Yeah. And um, you know, they it turns into their resource for, you know, making it through later when Harry's out of Hogwarts and the rest of the students are there and, and like it's really bad in, in Hogwarts, you know? Um, and they all kind of like shack up in the room of requirement and um you know, this is later. I'm talking about the other book. Yeah. But, um. But yeah. So, that stuff is formed. Um. Arthur Weasley too is, starts to be awesome. Um. Cause he, this book is the one that starts with Harry. Um, on trial. Right. So actually, this is one. I think this is one of the first books that starts not with the Dursleys. Hmm. He's like already at the Weasleys. I think when this book starts. Yeah. You're or there's right. a whole, there's a lot. The reason why this book is probably the longest is there's a lot going on before Hogwarts even starts. Mm-hmm. So, like most of the other books, it was like maybe one or two chapters and then he was in Hogwarts. Yeah. But now this is like, there's a whole plot line going on before he even gets there because he's not sure. He thinks he's going to get kicked out and then he has to like go on trial for, because he sees the Dementors with, I guess it does start with the Dursleys, but um, he protects, um, Dudley from the Dementors, and then they start, they try to like charge him with using magic in front of a muggle Mm -hmm. Um, and whatnot. Um,
1: Yeah. I can remember seeing this movie in the theater. Yeah. And being so pissed because I saw it in 3D. Oh, yeah. It was like IMAX 3D or something. Maybe it wasn't IMAX. Yeah. But it was such a rip. Yeah. Because like the first. 20 minutes or whatever, that opening scene with the Dementors was in 3D. Yeah. And then the re- there was like one scene later on that was 3D and like the other hour and 40 minutes of the movie was just 2D and you were supposed to take your glasses off. That is so lame. It's like, screw that. Dude. And 3D sucks anyways. Yeah, so. it could just
0: give me a headache. Yeah. I saw the last movie in 3D because all it was sold out in every other theater. Um, so... I, it all it does is like sometimes they have it so that it's just like the characters stick out a little right. bit. It's like a little tiny bit 3D, mm-hmm. but it just makes me feel like my eyes are crossed the yeah. whole time. It gives me such a headache. But anyway, um, yeah, what a way to totally make more money in the movie
1: industry. Mm-hmm.
0: That was smart. Yeah. What equal. they don't
1: know is I would actually pay extra at this point to see 2D if I have to. Yeah. When it if and when it comes, it's not to 3D. That.
0: I'll take th- five more bucks here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take my money. Yeah. Um, is this the one, okay, so does this book, um, kind of introduce Bellatrix more? Mm -hmm. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. She's a creepo. Yeah. She's a wackadoodle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And this is, um, we kind of start seeing her more in this one and then in the sixth one even more so, um, because her and, um, Narcissa Malfoy and Snape Mm -hmm. do that unbreakable vow.
1: Right. Right. Well,
0: she totally uh is a disgusting creepo. Do you think she's doing it with Voldemort?
1: Yeah. She's never not doing it with him.
0: <laughs> They're, like, mentally doing it all the she's time.
1: She's like the chicken goonies who's like, Voldemort, I think about you when I go to the bathroom. Yeah. It,
0: <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah. And she's, like, his little groupie. Yeah. Sicko. Um, so let's see what else Sirius is awesome in this um but then he dies spoiler alert
1: <gasps> 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 yep na,
0: na, na. this is the first book where well all are now um cedric dies in the fourth one but right we don't really care about him that much um but Sirius mm-hmm. dying is yep. super sad yeah i cried yeah Yes, I, I cried while reading the book. So,
1: how long does it take you to read these books typically? I mean, obviously, some are way longer than others, but when you get into them, do you just like rip through them or?
0: Um, yeah. Do you let
1: them soak in.
0: Well, the first time I read them, I, yeah. yeah. Um, when I, it was this book, no, it was the sixth book. It was the sixth book when I actually went at midnight to get it with my sister and, um, we got the books and went home and started reading them at midnight and I had to work the next day at this music store. That was like the worst job I've ever had. And, um, no one ever came in. So I was like totally bringing the book with me to to work. So I read the book until like five in the morning and then slept for like three or four hours. And then I woke up and went to work and I was reading at work. And then when I came home from work, I think I had like 100 pages left or something. And um, I finished it at home. But I was, like, in work um, when I was reading about Dumbledore dying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was, like, sitting at the counter, like, oh, God. And, uh, like, people would be like, can I have these guitar strings? And I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) How could you think of guitar strings? (laughs) Dumbledore's dead. (laughs) No. (laughs) So it was... (laughs) I read it all in one day, <clears throat> less than 24 hours. So, yeah, I ripped through this one. Yeah. This was actually, the fifth book was the one where the first, the fifth book was the first one that I got right when it came out. The first four um, were already out
1: mm-hmm. when I read them. Mm-hmm.
0: Or maybe the first three and then I the fourth one, but um, I didn't like go at midnight for the fourth one. So I like kind of caught up with those four. And then as soon as the fifth one came out, I was like, each release date counting down the days till the release date. Right. So um so yeah, I mean I I read them really quickly. Mhm. It was it's like it's like watching an extended movie with the, I mean like for for hundreds of pages you're just absorbing this awesome world, you know. Right. Yeah. You don't want to put it down. Mm-hmm. Just, especially when you're about the same age as the characters, which I think I pretty much was about the same age as them. Right. Um So yeah, I mean, there's no way you want to put that down.
1: When I've listened to the audiobooks, I've oftentimes found myself finding excuses to need to listen mm-hmm. longer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just because those are those are a really engrossing experience. Yeah.
0: Do they do music and stuff? Or do they There's not, like, some. Like in between chapters maybe. Yeah,
1: I think there's some. It's been a Couple of years since I've listened to them. Yeah, Um, but you know, there's two different versions Mm -hmm. of the audio. Yeah,
0: there's a. Isn't there like a British one and an American? The
1: British, yeah. The British one is read by
0: (sighs) David Attenborough.
1: No, no, by Jim Dale. Okay. And the American uh, versions are read by Stephen Fry.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is that right,
1: Stephen? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I've uh I've heard part of the one of the British ones. I forget which book it was, but um I didn't do the whole thing, but it was really really cool. Um awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was Stephen Fry I was yeah. right and then was like, Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um Totally. Another great actor. Yeah. Um, so the, the one guy in Hollywood who should have had rhinoplasty but never did, <laughs> and he totally makes it work.
0: That's funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um,
0: okay. So, what about the sixth one?
1: Sixth one, Half Blood Prince.
0: Yeah, this one's good. I I remember really loving reading this book. When I read the book, I was like, "This is my favorite one. Favorite one." Um, it might even. Still be, but I'm not sure. Um, but this one again, the books start to kind of stray from the routine of the first three or four, where it starts off at the Dursleys and then he goes to Hogwarts and then the stuff happens. Like now, it's starting to stray more and more from that, and then eventually in the seventh one, he's not even in Hogwarts at all. But um, for this one, you know, it starts off with um, with Snape. You know, I'm pretty sure the very first chapter is Snape with Narcissa and and Bellatrix mm-hmm. doing the Unbreakable Vow because mm-hmm. basically uh, Lord Lord Voldemort it's hard
1: to say Lord that. Be- Ble- Ble-
0: Ble- Ble- Voldy yeah. is um uh really like starting to try to infiltrate more into the Muggle world um and he wants Draco to do this special mission for him so and he knows because Draco is like a weak little kid. Mm -hmm. And he knows that Draco will die eventually when he's trying to do it. But he wants he just has some reason. I don't know. He must want to make the make Lucius and Narcissa you know, scared for their son or something. I don't know. But anyway he's trying to get Draco to kill Dumbledore. And um, Draco's parents are all like, oh no he never will be able to do it. So Snape you must protect him. And so Snape makes the unbreakable vow which eventually means that he has to kill Dumbledore right because that's what he he says he'll protect Draco and help him succeed in the mission so he basically promises to kill Dumbledore if Draco can't do it Mm -hmm. um and this is the one where everyone was like is Snape evil or is he good (laughs) and it was like the marketing for the book was all about Snape yeah remember um, and he gets that, t- uh, Harry gets the textbook from the Half-Blood Prince mm-hmm. and he's trying to, and it's like all the, it's the potions book and it's all like super awesome and good and, um, whatever. I don't know. I'm trailing off.
1: I, I wonder what an actor like Alan Rickman really thinks about these That's a- movies. Yeah.
0: That's a good, good question.
1: Like, are they, you know, are, are guys like him... Really into this, or are they thinking the whole time? I'd rather be doing Shakespeare. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I remember an interview with him once where he was just like, "I've never read the books before." Yeah. He like flat out was just like, "Never read them."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Yeah. It's like okay. I
1: can I can remember seeing an interview with reading an interview with Maggie Smith, right? She's where. So cool. She, she was talking about Downton Abbey, actually. Mm-hmm. But in, in that, she she mentioned in passing that she never, ever, ever watches the completed version of anything that she's in. Yeah. And to be honest, obviously that's her prerogative. And, yeah. and her reasoning is like, she feels like, well, once I've performed in it, my contribution to the film is is done. Yeah. But I also kind of feel like, I don't know. Doesn't that Don't you see, want to see what everyone else who worked on the film Yeah. did, did. too?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all making you look good.
1: Right. Yeah. You should have But whatever. What I mean, she's like a million years old and she can do yeah. whatever she wants and Yeah. She's awesome.
0: Yeah, she's good at every role she does.
1: I really want her to be in Harry Potter. I want her to actually be the character from Downton Abbey. <laughs> and just she's been a witch like the entire yeah. time or wizard <laughs> or the, the ma- time. or
0: the head housekeeper from the secret garden she's like always the awesome head
1: right, right.
0: person yeah. for everything
1: and she's actually like 300 years old yeah she's she's yeah. an immortal yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah um so I don't know dude. Okay, Horace Slughorn too in this one. The mm-hmm. the old potions professor who um is the one that if, Dumbledore basically hires him because he knows something about Voldemort with the horcruxes, which right. is this is a book where we find out about the horcruxes. Yeah. Um and um Dumbledore starts like kind of training Harry about Voldemort because he sees that in the 5th book Dumbledore is like kind of ignoring Harry the whole time. Yeah. And, um, he thinks that's the best way to deal with Harry having this, uh, responsibility, but he's dumb. So, um, in this book, he's like, I shouldn't have done that. So now I'm going to personally have lessons with you and you're going to learn all about Voldemort's past so that you can learn how to defeat him. Right. So that's why I love this book. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause they go on so many cool adventures. Yeah. Like to find, like, there's the one where they find that Horcrux that, um, is um actually it's not even there it was already destroyed by um Sirius's brother. Yeah. Um and uh yeah so Dumbledore's already pretty much dying cuz his hand is all cursed and it's like a, it's going to travel throughout his whole body so that's why he allows he tells Snape that he has to kill him and everything. Yeah. Anyway, um so one of the cool things about this is how much you see in the past of Voldemort and like Slughorn telling Harry all, or he, Harry eventually convinces Slughorn to um, tell him about Voldemort with the Horcruxes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty awesome.
1: Definitely. Um, yeah, I, it's a. I like any movie. I'm a sucker for almost any movie, but especially this one that's super mission based. Yeah. You know, running around. We have to go and do this thing, and then oh, okay, now we have to go and you know check this thing out. Yeah, and, uh, it makes it. What's nice about it is it takes the characters out of their typical element and thrusts them into those new situations. Yeah, and it's it's fun to see that that happen. Yeah, and uh, you know, obviously, it's a big setup for. Uh, the, rest the, of final, the, series. the final yeah.
0: um they do that cool thing too where um they do they travel into the memories so many times, right. which is super awesome. Um and like I think that's such a cool uh like effect plot a plot mover. Yeah. You know, the the memory thing where um they they see Voldemort's memories, they see Slughorn's memories um, there's a lot of, I think Snape too. Um, so there's a lot of really cool, I think that's really neat that they can do that. Um, and one of the other things too, that happens in this book is that the room of requirement starts to like really be utilized mm-hmm. in the way that it's able to be. Yeah. Um, Draco has the vanishing cabinets where he, that's like how he's going to try to kill Dumbledore, but getting the Death Eaters in through the vanishing cabinets. So oh, the whole movie and book, he's trying to perfect how they work and um, they're in the room of requirement um, they store the the half blood prince book in there and like eventually we're going to see the room again where we find the some horcruxes in there and like so it's the room of requirement it's one of those things that JK Rowling does where you think it's just a random thing like in right. the first book yeah. I think we see the room of requirement like oh cool you know but it turns into this major plot point. Right. And it is the scene for a lot of major scenes and mm-hmm. like it's it's uh it it becomes this huge thing and she does that really well. She always does these things where like you think it's just a random
1: like right. whatever detail. And, yeah, everything yeah. everything that she puts in there even even down to uh what seemingly is the smallest insignificant detail may very well come back Mm -hmm. to be to have a big payoff to it yeah
0: Yeah. like the diary and the chamber of secrets Mm -hmm. is eventually turned out to be a horcrux and like back then you're just like oh it's just a random plot about how he had his teenage self you know in a diary but really it's one of you know seven other things that are similar so yeah yeah super awesome that she does that
1: for sure well, you know we're going to have to actually wrap it up for I know for this week. But uh, why don't we
0: running out of time?
1: Yeah, why don't we shelve any additional thoughts about six for next time when we talk about uh, movie seven and eight? Okay, we'll wrap it all up. Yeah, bring it home, yo. Bringing it in home. All right, we'll catch right. you guys later. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll have information about a meetup next week too. How about that?
0: Yeah, that's that's going to be super fun. We'll all do right. it. Okay, bye. Bye.